0: Hello and welcome to the HRD Live podcast. This week I was joined by Josh Hart, co-founder and chief product and technology officer of Ulife, an insure tech provider with a difference. We had a fascinating discussion about the role of tech in enabling HR to transform employee well-being. Enjoy. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So first of all, Josh, um, tell me a little bit about Ulife. What is it it exactly? So
1: uh, Ulife is a I'm one of the co-founders of this business, Life, and uh, we've been going for about three years. Life is a, a new type of insurance company. We are kind of a tech-based insurance business that works with other companies offering group life insurance, income protection, and critical illness insurance. So the idea there is a lot of companies already offer some form of these products, be it group life, mm-hmm. income protection, or critical illness, but they don't really... People don't engage with them. So, like... Think about it like this. A lot of companies will spend uh, between a tenner up to £20 a month per head on a insurance product that the staff gets, like life insurance. Mm-hmm. But then the staff don't even know they've got it. They don't necessarily value it. Right. But it is, it is ultimately one of these things that people need, so it makes sense to give it to them. And there is a benefit in doing it in a group as opposed to as an individual. But at the same time, it's a bit of a lost opportunity when a company spends money with a third party, like a, a benefits provider, it's a bit of a shame if the employees don't feel like they're getting something that they personally can can value of like in the everyday because right. a lot of people have these benefits they don't really realize the virtue of them the extent of the virtue of them and as a result they miss out on on you know on engaging with them so for you life what makes us different and what makes us special is that we have this this app that goes out with every financial product we distribute which is our well-being app that incentivizes people to walk more, do mindfulness. Um, it also does things like challenges. Um, and, and, and the reason people do this is they earn this thing called the U-Coin, our currency of well-being. And this currency of well-being um, can be exchanged for rewards like Avios, which is the ML points, yeah. Amazon vouchers, ASOS vouchers,
0: that kind of thing. So why is it you think then that, uh, until now, um, employees haven't been engaging with with those with with insurance and those benefits in that way Is it simply it was kind of boring or it wasn't presented in the right way i think
1: presentations a big part of it uh, if it, you know a, a lot of the hr directors that i meet they're not they're not finance experts they're not their job is not about finance mm-hmm. their job is generally about looking after the individuals and focusing on you know more pragmatic problems that they're dealing with in day in day out But at the same time, this is one of those traditional benefits that as an employee, I expect my company to offer, which means the company has to spend the money on this kind of benefit, regardless of this life insurance benefit, But it's a shame because it's a missed opportunity to really engage with that end employee. And one of the things that we've done very well and we're quite successful with is this kind of we manage the relationship with the employee and making and helping them engage with the financial products that they've got.
0: So I know that one part of what makes you life very different is this gamification aspect of it. And you mentioned the U-coin there. I'm not sure where that comes into it, but tell yes. me a little bit about that because I've not really heard anything like it before. So, I mean, so it's one of those things
1: you take two things that are diametrically at the opposite the opposite ends of a spectrum, right? <laughs> the idea that computer games and something as exciting as insurance could be, <laughs> could, I know, could, could be right. brought together, right? <laughs> so the idea of It's gamification is a funny word. I often say taking the best of computer games and applying that design idea those design ideas Mm -hmm. into an adjacent industry. So when I was a child, I play games like World of Warcraft. I even still play things like League of Legends and all these wonderful computer games. And it's it's a great feeling, right? I go home in the evening, I've got a spare hour, my you know, my wife's my wife's not home from work yet. I might take that time time and play a game. And for a brief hour in the evening, I will totally escape. I will go on an adventure, on a quest. You know, I will do something that, 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 that helps me disconnect from this, the world that I'm in and let me live in a world that, that's just beautiful and wonderful. And at the same time, it gives me a, a structure and a focus of things to do. So the, the games have this great virtue of making us feel good um, and, and getting us to engage quite intensely and heavily. And it's a shame because what what often in finance gets missed is it's a grudge thing, right? When was the last time that you thought about dealing with your life insurance, right? Like mm-hmm. we know it's new, we know we're meant to deal with this kind of stuff. Nobody wants to think about it. And as a result, it just gets totally ignored. So why can't, why shouldn't this life, this adventure that we're living in, the avatar that's in this booth right now, the you and me that's sitting here right now, why why can't this feel just as much fun as it does when I go home in the evening and I play one of these games? Right, and there is no reason for it not to be fun, because we now know that games are are using very straightforward mechanics that inspire us to do more, to engage more, and that is what U Life has tapped into in the app. You know, right. that that's exactly what we've been going for. Our app, the way it works, is you have it in your pocket. It it it's rewarding you for walking more. If you want to use your car map, your Headspace app, it'll incentivize you for doing that. If you if you do a will we'll incentivize you for doing that. If you cycle into work, we'll incentivize you for doing that. And we'll get that. It's not about beautiful people. You know, a lot of these apps, they're all about pretty people. <laughs> Our app is, is designed in a, in a, in a kind, of, it's kind of a cool cool art style, which is okay. more about abstraction from that
0: reality to make people not feel... Um, excluded isn't? or under pressure in some way, right? Yes. I suppose it's kind oh. of like as opposed to making it feel like, oh, I really need to keep up with this. It's kind right. of this is actually playing into how I already feel, I suppose, or you know, trying to make me engage in a different way. But so, I suppose so, so is what you're saying there that it kind of when I say gamification, I suppose it wasn't quite right because I guess it it links to real life as opposed to being a, a game inside an app. It's not a video game like Super Mario or something, it's it's linking to your actual life that you're already living and helping to incentivize good things in that life is that right yeah, so you're spot on i the way i imagine it is that when
1: people live their life they're going on they're going on everyone's doing like i woke up this morning my adventure began my quest for the day i'm here now i right. you know i get some i get some brownie points for for rocking up to this to to, to, to this uh podcast, do. Right? so like i think that's the adventure i want people to focus on what the app does is it provides uh, it, it provides like A layer on top of this interface. So when we're talking right now, we are looking through an interface that we were born with, that we've grown up with you know, the eyes that we're looking through. Mm-hmm. The beauty of a mobile phone is it allows us to layer over another interface on top of what is a normal interaction. So rather than be constrained that a step is a step because my feet move one in front of the other and it feels the way it feels and I might be healthier as a result, the app is able through the pedometer to track a step and then tell you in a different way that step is the giraffe popping up, you getting an avios point. Right. You know, it, 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 it's, it's creating a layer
0: on top of the mundane and making right. it a bit more magical that's fantastic i think yeah I, I really like the way that it blends those that kind of yeah almost that fantasy part of things with reality in a way and you know lord knows i could do with that but um so i suppose okay so there's a huge amount of benefit here i can see for um employees absolutely so so for hr people then who are as you say maybe they're not finance people what are the real benefits for them do you think in saying to their to their workforces like okay this is this you know this is something for you or how, what do you think is the benefit for hr so so there's a number of
1: different winning moments that hr get from it i mean the first one without doubt is they take an existing budget line where they're spending money and they're not getting any kind of virtue of the engagement with their staff from it mm-hmm. and now they're going to get tons of virtue and we've seen that with our existing customers like people will use people use our app because we're giving them free stuff And they love the brands that we've done partnerships with. So it feels great. They've got leaderboards where they can compete. Like some people are competitive. They can challenge each other and compete (laughs) to like come to the top of the leaderboards. And that could be broken down into departments. So it takes something where you're spending already, you know, whatever it is you're spending. And you spend the same amount of money and you get like so much more joy out of it. And the staff will feel that joy, which is ultimately any great HR person will know people need to feel good. And it's a win. If they don't feel good, it's not. it doesn't get noticed. And that's yeah. disapp- that, that's got to be frustrating for an HR people. At the same time, the, the other obvious win is a lot of HR directors come to us at the moment talking about their well-being objectives for this year and how few tools actually work in achieving those goals. Right. Part of the reason for that is financing these tools. So doing the, the part of the mechanics that we have in our game is the rewards. And the rewards are a fabulous motivator to incentivize people to get going on the health journey. So a lot of people who would have never used something like mindfulness apps like Calm or Headspace or any of the plethora of wonderful apps that exists in the app store, suddenly if I'm going to give them a Nike voucher for it, if I'm going to give them an ASOS voucher, oh, you know, that, that <laughs> motivates, that engages. Yeah. And I think that's what inspires people to take that first step. And then the mechanics in the game really come into their own. They start really, you know, people start engaging. We've had um, people engage for over a year now. We've we've been out in the market for just just about, just over a year. And I've got data now to show me that I still retain 40% of the people that have ever downloaded the app in the app. I mean, I, I right. haven't kept many apps for that long. So no. we have all the data that tells us that we, we hit something amazing. And it's not just in the context of companies. It's, it's humans, right? People like to get stuff for doing stuff that's good for them. It's yeah. a win-win. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's. Uh, and listen, as a result, we've been so fortunate. We are the fastest growing group life insurer in the country. And I guess this
0: is a big part of why. Because it's clearly tapped into something. I mean, as you say there, it's doing good and then being rewarded for it in addition Mm. to to doing good, right? So it's kind of a a double win. And it's a strange thing, isn't it, how things that are good for you, be it mindfulness, practice and that kind of thing, you you often just don't commit to it as much as it's good for you. I mean, I know, for example, with meditation or something, I think, oh, I really want to do that. But I... I don't find the time in the day to do it for some reason, even though it's expressly good for me, but regardless. So speaking of well-being then, so how do you feel generally organisations are tackling well-being at the moment? I mean, so you say, so this is something very different that you're approaching, but it's quite, it's quite unique, it seems. Do you think, aside from that, there are other places that you could apply this kind of thinking to when it comes to well-being in business? Or it's, it's, so, it's so, so
1: in terms of where are businesses today on the well-being journey, mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of companies out there selling stuff that consumers don't want to buy to HR directors right. around well-being. And what I mean by that is, as a consumer, I will download Calm. Mm-hmm. I may not download another mindfulness app that's been bespoke made for my corporate client, right? Yeah. So one of the, the philosophies I've always held quite, quite, quite strong is this idea that it is essential that we take the best of consumer adopted products, knowing that people want this stuff, and we make that the stuff we distribute to our staff, not the superficial stuff that we get sold to necessarily at an exhibition, if you, <laughs> you don't mind me saying. No, no, no. But, but you know please. what I mean? There's often there is there's stuff that there, there are well-being tools that are in the marketplace that are really highly engaged and people want them as consumers. Now, that's a fabulous thing to tap into. If, you, if your staff desire this stuff, they desire going on, you know, I'll give you a really good example. If, if I, as a member of staff, desire a running app, okay, yeah. the best apps I can download are things like Strava, or I can download something like Running Heroes. Those are the tools that people want. And for the company then to give something that's corporate friendly is probably not the right approach. And I would say that that's where you Life are tapping into it in a slightly different way by saying, well, look. Mr. And Mrs. HR directors, you know, what we're doing is we're saying, here's an app that's going to incentivize people to use any tool that they wish to use, that will facilitate the outcome that is be healthier. And that healthier may be running, cycling, mindfulness, sleeping for eight hours, loads of different things. But Mm -hmm. so you see what I that's kind of, that's one of the underpinning strategies in our in our app,
0: not to constrain it to corporate friendly tools but to be open to anything consumers want. Of course, and the majority of tools I think you see in any business are that kind of very dull, very sort of almost like something from, you know, Windows 98 or something, right? If like you look at, you know. Stuck on some historic platform exactly. and part of a legacy system which means that it's impossible to to use. I
1: think the other thing that we've done is we've gone through the pain of integrating into all of the other HR systems and platforms that a lot mm-hmm. of these companies use already. So a lot of the employee benefits programs and platforms that people might have been purchased at some point or another, or an ERP system, which is an employee employee resource planner, um, where all the data is held on your staff, we integrate with those to make it easy to roll out so that mm-hmm. you know we take on the burden of integrating with you, but we then don't expect you not to get the benefit from us of integrating with the consumer apps so people people integrate with us gain access to an incentive program and then we go out and we've already got these relationships with these
0: consumer apps so i suppose there's an interesting question here around ownership you mentioned that one of the things that you life does is it kind of enables that process of taking care of your own well-being as an employee but where in an organization do you think ownership of employee well-being sits for myself, for my opinion, I would say that
1: the ownership... Co- companies, to me, are like communities of individuals. They are they are tribes, and every individual in that company or in that tribe have a collective uh, mission, objective, to make, hopefully, that company more successful. Right. They win together as one. The, uh, the HR director has an interesting role there. That they're there to support the individuals when the community asks of them to do something or if the community asks too much of them or if they're not performing within that community if they're not engaging with the community the hr director is almost that community leader ultimately well-being sits the person who is responsible for their own well-being is the person is the employee right we can't we can't take away um that individual's responsibility to take care of themselves but what we can do in a leadership, in a community leadership role is inspire individuals to engage with the opportunity to be healthier, the opportunity to better themselves and to make it cool, right? And and this is something that I like is really important to me, this idea of, I want to make bettering oneself cool. And actually, I think I don't think I'm having to do it. I think there is a well-being zeitgeist at the moment where it is cool to look after yourself, where it is called for self-betterment. But I want to make it accessible for those that aren't necessarily part of that zeitgeist, which is why we've built our incentive app.
0: Of course. I think think you're right that there certainly is a, a zeitgeist or something of that nature at the moment taking hold of of outside of businesses certainly and and to some extent in businesses that well-being is something to be cherished and we should take care of ourselves it's kind of been you know uh, it's the lifestyle thing now i suppose in some ways but what if uh, if if you were you had an hr director come to you and say we're really struggling to to develop a a culture in in our company where well-being is cool i'm getting if somebody's getting a lot of pushback what how how do you think that they should go about that is or, or do you think it's purely a matter of supplying the tools to make that something like Ulife, for example, a tool that would enable that. I think it's
1: hard. I think like any, if you one puts a consultative hat on in that situation, mm-hmm. you start investigating, you know, what, what what are the values that exist within that organization? How are they expressly communicated to the employees? Are the employees themselves recognizing those values and reflecting back that they are the appropriate values for them and for the company? Is there, is there that kind of collective unity and agreement relating to those values? I would say if well-being is one of those values and it's collectively agreed on, great, you're fine. If an HR director were to come to me and say, well, that's not one of my values, and actually my business isn't going to facilitate well-being in the way that I want it to be done, to the extent I want it to be done, my often recommendation is you then don't make it your responsibility as part of the company. We don't, we don't white-label our platform. We are you life. We are a product that people download onto their own, their phone. It's paid for and bought for them by their company, but it's theirs. People's relationship with you life um, supersedes their relationship with their company. It becomes an independent mm-hmm. relationship, which is which is fabulous for me, but also fabulous for the employer, because it means the employer doesn't have the accountability of, of enforcing that engagement. It, it You know, I once... and um, Now, this is not a well-being-centric response, but <laughs> somebody said to me recently, like, we should do a... Um, like it was a friend of mine who's got a scrapyard and it's a big scrapyard business. And he said, Josh, I want to get a burger truck to come to the, I says, you want to get a burger? And we're going to brand it and it's going to look like our burger truck and I'm going to bring it and I'm going to bring it over every two weeks and we're going to have burgers for all of the staff. And I thought, okay, that's cute. They're, you know, you're trying to give a benefit of some mm-hmm. sort. It's the healthiest thing. No, but, I, but but I get it. That's what that's what they'll respond well to, Yeah. that audience. So I said to him, why, why not go to Mickey D's if I'm honest, or why not go to a fabulous brand like Byronberg or McDonald's or one of these famous brands and let's and steal their magic. Go in there, <laughs> buy the product produce from them and then give that to your staff because then you've, you, you, that's how you become cool. You won't be seen as cool if you take a really terrible burger and you wrap it in your own tinfoil and it doesn't right. taste great. But it is better to give people access to amazing things than to try and do those things badly. You would rather that I gave you a fancy Canon camera than a Canon ripoff that I named with my own brand that you didn't want. Do I want Apple iPhones or do I want um, my corporate phone that has my corporate logo on it that doesn't look anything like an apple phone because it's some it's some knockoff right 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 so you see what i'm saying it's, of course there is virtue in harnessing
0: cool brands to make yourself cool and i think there's you make a very good point there that it's it's great for the company it's great for the leadership but also i think in, in doing so it's also great for employees as well because i think you've A benefit like that becomes part of your day-to-day communication with leadership or work. It becomes part of work. And, you know, almost like when you get your daily survey at the office and you have to fill in the survey and things like this, you think, oh, but I'm really busy doing these reports. So then, if anything, you're de-incentivizing well-being, I suppose, by enforcing it. What you're doing, I suppose, is you're saying this is a tool that empowers you and this is you, you own this yourself. We're encouraging you. But this isn't something we're forcing on you. So to, to be more even more ex-
1: explicit, there, I'll give you an example of what what. Let's say a company buys group life insurance from You Life. Mm-hmm. An email goes to every member of staff that says, "Hey, your company is you know company name has purchased you a subscription to You Life. Um, you know claim rewards such as Avios, Amazon, all these fabulous brands for doing healthy things like walking, mindfulness, cycling." Download the app here and claim your first reward. I, I You see, so, so it, mm-hmm. look, it's, I want to give people the feeling like someone, like, I love Audible because it gives me infinite numbers of perspectives, Ooh. right? We were talking about this before, before we did this interview. We were. <laughs> and I've always thought, you know, one of the things I did for all my staff at work was I bought everyone Audible. Yeah. Why? Because I thought it was cool. I thought, you know, people are gonna value that. It's 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 part of the mission to help people grow is one of the values of the business, to help people achieve their full potential Mm -hmm. to self actualize And
0: it's sustaining as well. You're you're encouraging people, they're going to be retained, I suppose, because you're creating a work environment which is sustainable. I feel like I'm being rewarded as opposed to I'm giving my life (laughs) to this company.
1: Exactly. Because the the idea is we we, our goal, one of one of our values is to give more than we take in any interaction. So the company is responsible for giving more than it takes to a member of staff. The member of staff is responsible for giving more than they take to the company. That that general approach is, is a quite a powerful mission that each of us hold within, and collectively we hold together. Mm-hmm. And it is reflected within our app as well, right? The idea that... You know, when, when, when somebody gets given our app, it feels like they're being given more than that's being taken in return. Often mm-hmm. in the insurance and finance world, our interactions with these businesses, you know, you probably go to a stand, they take and they take and they take and they don't give anything. Our goal is, as a business and as a mission, is to give you so much more than we take that you think, what a pleasure it's been to participate on that adventure. Mm-hmm. Um and and that is what we've designed everything around, that kind of
0: idea of making those special moments. So uh, another point, I think, in that uh, work relationship, I, it, it, it's a it's a complicated thing, but if an HR director you think was trying to get buy-in for this from leadership, what would be the argument you think that an HR director should present to leadership? This, Or maybe they talk to the CFO and they're like, listen, I, I don't think we want to spend money on this sort of thing. Why should I spend money on, on a well-being app? What's, do,
1: what... if, if I'm an HR director and I want to do this really well, Probably wouldn't even talk about the fact that there's a well-being app, wouldn't even talk about that proposition. Talk about the fact that you've got group life insurance. There's a better provider with Mm -hmm. some additional benefits that come alongside it, including an an app, an EAP, an employee assistance program, and a doctor-on-demand service. Like, we we give everyone Mm doctor-on-demand as part of our package. So you've got 24-7 virtual GP access like as well as our app as well as the EAP and it costs you broadly the same as what you're paying at the moment. So I wouldn't if I was an HR director uh talk about all that. I would focus almost entirely on the fact we need to renew our financial product this year, renew the financial product and then welcome to the universe and explore explore experience and it's such a win. Mm-hmm. I think that, that you know otherwise what are you doing you're going to your broker, your broker's going to tell you here's another financial product and you're going to get you know, you're just going to effectively update uh, a, a, a financial product You you're probably unlikely to communicate it to the employees, you're missing a magical moment where you could otherwise be um, creating that special moment with you and a member of staff. Mm-hmm. So it's just a wasted opportunity in my eyes.
0: Lastly, as somebody who's at the forefront of all of this, obviously, there's a, an amazing relationship developing here between technology and well-being and how companies can help to facilitate that. And there's something, I think, remarkable taking place, as you say, this kind of zeitgeist for our well-being and how that's now manifesting itself in business. Where do you think it's going next, if you had to say, from your technological perspective, what do you think? Where, where should we be looking next for how these things are going to change and evolve?
1: Such a good question. It's one that, like, rarely people ask. Normally they just focus on the immediate zeitgeist. I mean, I can look backwards retrospectively and talk about mm-hmm. a moment. I was I was watching one of these movies. Um, it was called Social Network. It was the Facebook movie. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name, but he was playing... This guy was playing Mark... The movie opens and this guy's playing Mark Zuckerberg and he's sitting at dinner across the table from his girlfriend and they're talking about what does success mean, as we all did when we were like in our early 20s, right? It was like, (laughs) what would it mean for us to be successful? Mm -hmm. And Mark kind of says, you know, I want to be rich. And I think that's reflective of the 90s, you know, the early 2000s and the 90s and even the 80s when it was like, you know... Being greed is good kind of energy. Mm-hmm. I think society's transformed now from a place where greed is good, where being rich is what we aspire for, to being well is what we aspire for. Right. And when I when I think about that, I think well, it's often it, it's so much more about like what can we collectively, what can everyone achieve, not what can only the elite, what can only a few achieve, what is accessible to all in achieving. If I if I'm honest, what will the next zeitgeist be? Um, well, we're, we're currently looking at how can we improve ourselves collectively. Now there's one other problem that I can think that is a collective problem we have together, which is our environment. Mm-hmm. If and if I had to put my money on what will be as big, if not even bigger than the idea of self-betterment through um, exercise and looking after self and self-care, it's all going to be about um, how you know how much product do we use in the world around us? How much how, uh, you know? What's our consumption like? Mm-hmm. Companies are going to be asked by all of their staff in the next year or two. What are we doing about the environment? How are we going to change? How is our little community going to have an effect on the environmental challenge at hand? That's what will come next for companies because that's what's happening for consumers. And in the end, you look at what the consumer does and the employee will shortly, soon after, follow because, you know, we are the same thing.
0: <laughs> of course. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been fascinating. And you know? hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Fabulous. It's been great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HRD Live podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe on hrdconnect.com or via iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for a brand new episode every week. See you next time.